Blog Talk Radio. Pancakes and Power Slams, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, featuring weekly interviews from WWE, NNXT, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and NWA. Join us live every Tuesday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams.
time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in. And recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis. When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him. He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point then we hear a name change. Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. 395 episodes in here, ladies and gentlemen, this is... Pancakes and Power Slams. I am Chris Featherstone. We got a lot to talk about today, and I got my guy on the show for the second time. The first time was so much. We talked about so much uh, that I split it in two, actually, uh, last time he was on the show. Um, Let me see. When was the last time he was on the show? Let Let me get a date for you as far as when he was on the show last. It's been a while, actually, I think. It's been a while. Last time he was on the show was uh, September the 12th, uh, 2018. So it's been over a year. Wow. And this is his first time live, actually. So he is actually live with us tonight. The other time it wasn't live, but uh, this time it is live. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, He is Mike Knox. How are you tonight, my friend? Well, hello, young man. How have you been doing? Well, I hope. I have. I've been doing very well. How about you, man? You still uh, still killing in the, in the in the real estate land? Yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty lucky, man. I get to help a lot of good people and uh, make friends along the way. So I cannot complain, my friend. I cannot complain. Yeah, I can't complain, man. So before we jump into any Q and A or any discussion or anything, just uh. Go ahead and plug yourself, man. Let the listeners know, just in case they, uh, you know, we got new li- new listeners from a year ago. Let let them know what you're up to nowadays. All right, thank you, man. Uh, you know, I'm a real estate agent now. Uh, I work for Keller Williams, so we got agents all over the country. Uh, what I like to do is listen to people. If you got a 
realtor that you like, awesome. If not, reach out to me, and uh, if I can do it, if I'm around here, uh, Tampa, Florida area, I'll gladly do it with you. If not, we'll chat a little bit. We'll talk about it, and uh, I can help find somebody wherever you're at. Uh, nice. Like I said, I get to I get to connect with a lot of a lot of, a lot of cool people around the country, so yeah. I'm pretty pretty lucky, man. Yeah, that is awesome, man. That is awesome, man. We talked about it last time as far as just what an awesome thing it is just to really get into a point where you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I don't need I don't need wrestling anymore. Um, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true, man. I figure, like, no regrets. I, I never broke my neck or my back or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah I never exactly. had any serious, serious repercussions for wrestling for over 20 years like mm-hmm. you know that's, that's a win i think that's a pretty yeah. good win absolutely it is yeah that's a that's a big deal man i mean there's people who you know have lifelong you know injuries you know i mean that they still can't that they're still struggling struggling to get it you know uh recover from and thankfully after oh, yeah. you know 20 years in the business you're still you know you're still uh at it and no, you still got some youth to you. I know that you don't feel like it, but uh, <laughs> you still got some youth to you. I get a little spring in my step every once in a while. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, hashtag Ask Knox. Um, yeah, Ask Knox. That's the uh, hashtag for the Q and A. Uh, do you even do you watch wrestling nowadays at all? You know what? I'm going to be honest. For the last, uh, I don't know, thirty six months or so, I'll I'll flip it over here and again and just kind of check it out, and see what everybody, you know, see what the big hullabaloo is about. Yeah. But what time in wrestling, man? For the first time in a long time, I actually sat down and watched the whole show from beginning to end. Oh, nice, and, nice. Uh, that's actually that's saying something for me, man. I had to check out I had to check out AEW, man. Okay. What's your thoughts like on I AEW? Said, what, a, what, what a wonderful time in professional wrestling. I agree. I agree. You know, at first when I heard, the, you know, some of the roster and I was up, I was just kind of thinking, I was like, ah, man, I don't know. You know, I want them to do good, but that's a lot of, you know, a lot of very high intensity, fast paced wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, I always was kind of taught that you needed to, treat it like a roller coaster and you know you get you get up high on the car then you kind of get a little bit lower on the car then you get higher on the car you know and you just kind of keep telling a story to where you know it makes sense at the end where the main event is what they remember the most about everything yeah you know and then AEW kind of you know like everybody's going so hard and so fast you know and they're trying to bring that you know the japanese style you know, toughness over here to America, which I was like, oh, man, I just don't know if it's going to take. Because mm-hmm. they seem like they, you know, they kind of try it a lot. But, you know, I'll be, you know, I'm on, I'll be honest, man. I've been very impressed with what they've been doing. I've been entertained, yeah. too. So, you know, yeah. the one thing that now, one worries me, though, is doing all that stuff and going yeah. so hard all the time. Yeah. Yep. I, I worry about the longevity of the career. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I agree I mean? 100% with that. Yep. Uh, I, you know, you know, like, I'm letting the boys be the boys and letting them show off and do what they can do. And, you know, I, I love that. But, mm-hmm. you 
Yep. I agree with you, man. A long storied career, you know, like the, you know, like the guys of our past and, you know, some of the guys of our present have been there forever too. You know, and they had long, long careers where they didn't worry about nothing no more. Right. Right. It makes it difficult. uh, Like you said, to really have a longer career because you're going full throttle, full steam, full steam ahead. And uh, I've been a I've been a wrestling fan for th- over thirty years now, and uh, and I'm so used to storyline build, you know, just just things like that. Just build the storyline, build the story. Let's let's get some uh, let's let's get some steam. Let let's get some equity in this thing. Let's you know what I mean. Let's 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 build this thing up. And uh, it's kind of tough when you kind of just go full steam ahead every single match. It's like save that for the pay per view. You know what I mean? I'm always yeah. that's that's one of the things that, as a traditional fan, that will always be in my head. Save that for yeah. the pay per view. You know? And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like. You know, it, it depends on how you think about it, though, really. You know, because the job as a professional wrestler, even with those long, drawn-out storylines, is to make the fans invested one way or right. another in the right. match. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just getting old now. You know what I mean? And I didn't know well, how you to... you can do it. I don't well, know how to speak without a lot of physicality. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because they all seem, they seem pretty, pretty dang invested. Yeah, they haven't. You know, it's like they've been around for a long time. It's been only, you know, this is so brand new, and it's so hot. You know what I mean? But it seems like the fans mm-hmm. are already invested in their stories. So maybe you know they figured something out quick. When we've been kind of dragging our feet the whole all these years, you know, trying to draw storylines out as long as we can. Well, shoot, maybe they figured it out. <laughs> I think you know, you know, and I do this. For a living, and I and I watch it every week, and I and I've seen the ebbs and flows of just wrestling fandom, and the biggest analysis that I get from all this is that fans just want something different, and they just wanted something different from the WWE product. Um, there's not there's not many unique AEW fans. There's not many people. I mean, I heard I've heard some stories of some people, but overall. There's not many people who didn't watch wrestling for a long time, or who you know aren't were were never wrestling fans, or or who won't weren't wrestling fans until I mean last time the wrestling fans Attitude Era, and then they start watching w, uh, AEW from like a referral or just flipping channels yeah. and hooking. Yeah. I mean that you know I mean there's not many unique viewers that way. You know I mean the the the, the viewers are still WWE people or who wants to take an absence from WWE or something like that. It's just, they're not bringing in new people. So a lot of people just want something different. And I think with that is that you're creating an alternative product. You're creating a lot of wrestling, which, which is good. But at the same time, it's like, this is what I think of. This is how I feel about wrestling fans. Wrestling fans is like, it's like a relationship, right? It's like you, you you're dating uh, this this very attractive person that you just have to get to know for a while. You just gotta really spend some time with this person, and you know you want uh, you want all the goods in the beginning. 
You you want all the benefits and things like that, and uh, you know they're waiting for you know it's, they they want to save until marriage and do all that good stuff. You're just like ah, oh, forget it, and then you go to you know another <laughs> you go somewhere else, and then you keep reminiscing on the good times you know about with, with the other person, and I fandom is like that all a lot. You know, it's just kind of like you got to like a flavor of the month, a flash in a pan. I'm not saying AEW is that. But AEW is the, the 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 new thing, and I just hope yeah. that they have some staying power, you know, with the storyline development. I've had a lot of conversations about this, and a lot of that that is probably the biggest critique of AEW is that the the talent is fantastic, matches are great, but there's no character development. So, well, you got to figure, you know, whenever they they move you up to the roster, they said, you know, usually it takes about two years, 18 mm. months to two years for fans to see you all the time on TV to figure out, like, you know, to kind of become invested in you, like yeah. to where they think one way or another about you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're, if you're up there for only like six months or something, like they don't, they don't have the time to really take you in and make you like part of their life. But after like 18 months or two years, like, that's how long it takes to develop the characters. Yeah, a lot of times. At least that's what mm-hmm. I was told, you know, years mm-hmm. ago. So interesting, you know. And I think you know this AEW thing, like where you say the fans are getting sick and they just need something new to watch. You know, I had a, a weird concept just pop into my head. You know, I wonder if a lot of that is is Vince's fault too, because mm. remember the day when it was WCW versus WWE and it was the big war and it was the Monday night thing and they romanticized that and they dramatized that to sell, you know, DVDs and specials yeah. and books and all this stuff. And then, you know, Vince crushed it. And now the kids that are, that have been fans for a while now, and they're just reaching that age when they realize that there can be something different than WWE. You know, now this new thing comes along and they've already, they've already been, you know, what is that pre pre? I can't remember what to say, but like they've already been, you know, planted kind of that seed that the battle, that the war is awesome yeah. and this is great, and like it'll be better than it was before. So I mean, I just you know, I wonder if Vince yeah. had a little something to do with that on you know, on the on the back end, just kind of getting good, everybody ready for this wrestling revolution that's going on yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, and it's funny because that's how W. Like, that's how WWE was back then in Attitude Era, you know, because WCW was the thing. You know, it was like the new kid in town. It was the biggest jock, you know, type of thing. Uh, You know, it was like the the, the hottest guy at the prom, the hottest girl at the prom. You know what I mean? Like, that's what WWE You know what I mean? We're going to let the people, you know. Oh, man. What a great – I remember that stuff like it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. But it's funny because – you know, WWE wasn't really appealing, you know, as appealing as WCW was. They, You know, WCW went 83 weeks, you know, straight without losing, yeah. you know, the ratings for us to WWE. So, That's crazy. But, Can you imagine yeah. how, you know, the, I don't know if the rumors were true, how close it, Vince actually was to, like, folding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard I've heard that he would have never folded and he would have tried to regroup and do something else. And I've heard that he was mere days away from, you know, selling out. So 
Oh, wow. shoot, man. Who knows? Who yeah, that's knows? Great. Yeah. Yep. All right, so guys, we've got some good questions for you. Um, hashtag Ask Knox. Michael's asking, ever pitch a storyline that came close to moving forward but didn't? And if so, what was it? Um, let's see here. You know, I was supposed to do something in in uh at TNA after the after the uh the biker gang imploded all over itself. Yeah. Um I was supposed to do like a they're like, Hey man, you wanna be because I've just done some like promos against bully you know, and they like the crowd kind of got behind them a little bit, and it's like you know they saw a little something there, and they're like, "Damn, man, have you ever thought about being a babyface?" I was like, "I would love to be a babyface. Like, <laughs> I love the fans. You know what I mean? Like, I get to act like, a, you know, like myself a little bit more and be like, you know, I've I've been a heel my whole career, so it's like they're like, all right, man, well we're gonna do this character with you. We're gonna figure it out. You're gonna be a babyface. I was like, oh mm-hmm. well. Duck Dynasty is pretty huge right now. Oh, so yeah. Because like, I had the big beard going already, and it's like, I've lived in Georgia for a while, so it's like, I'm like, oh, I could probably cut some good some good promos here, and like, you know, it could be funny, and we could, you know, have a good time, and it's like, I don't have to change my character around too, too much. You know, I'll just kind of get to turn up, a, you know, the funner part of it. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, you know, we want to get you, you know, a female lady to come out with you. And I'm always like, oh, dang it. You know, like after my, the Kelly Kelly days and all that stuff, like I was like, oh, that's death. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they ain't going to give a crap about me. They don't yeah. care about the guy with kind of girl team. <laughs> it's just kind of the way it works. So we pitched it and like we were going to run with it for, for, uh, for a while. And, uh, I was going to get actually Luke Gallo's wife at the time was going to be my, my old lady from like, you know, from the swamps or whatever. Um, so that was going to be, <laughs> yeah, that was going to be fun, man. Cause it was, you know, an excuse to stay close to my, one of my best friends, you know, and it was just a chance to get, you know, to get Amber seen on TV here and, you know, nationally or whatever at the TNA. I don't know where we were at then. We could have been on any channel by then. Maybe, maybe not many people would have seen it, <laughs> but, you know, we, ran, we were supposed to run with that for, for a while, and I was off TV for probably six months after the Aces and Eights thing, and then they finally called me after I got all my gear ready, I was ready to go, and I was all excited about the thing, and, yeah, they called me up and told me I was now going to be a circus, a circus leader yeah. or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to fly out tomorrow to film all this stuff. <laughs> I was just like, oh, guys. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what the heck am I supposed to do? Ah, well, I guess everything kind of happens the way it's supposed to. <laughs> but you know the Who funny knows? thing about that? To do, I might have tried to do that gimmick, and it might have sucked. Who knows? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, as a fan and as a journalist at the time as well, um, I don't think you could get much lower than the, men- the menagerie. Uh, I just oh, – come on, it's funny because – because well you well you know but here's the, here's here's the funny thing I was pulling for you I was pulling for you because I know I knew that you know I, I followed you during the Kelly Kelly stuff you were really trying to get your you know uh, your bearings uh, the the picture that uh, that that's a part of your um, you know your your um, the, the picture of the show the the flyer for the show the promo uh, pick for the show 
you know, you were uh, a rugged, uh, you know, they, they kind of put you on SmackDown. I think you even had an Elimination Chamber match, right? Um, yeah, I did have an Elimination Chamber match. I yeah, did. they 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 really. Uh, I was I started I started with that ECW thing for a, for a while, then I kind of got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know what for, <laughs> but you know, yeah. got in trouble for something, I guess. And then they'd taken me off TV there for a while, and they brought me back against Stevie Richards. I want to say, like after Stevie hurt his throat real bad, mm-hmm. they brought me back on that one, and then they took me over to Raw for a while. After I got a short little run there at the end of ECW. Yeah. And then they took me to Raw, you know, and that was a pretty big deal for me. I thought I was really getting my comeuppance right there. Yeah, I I was, like I said, I was pulling for you, man. And it just seemed like, it it just seemed like the Aces and Eights thing had so, and it's funny because I've interviewed you. uh, Anderson's been on my show. One of, he's one one of the most people who's been on my show. You, Anderson, Bishop, both Bishops, Eric and Garrett, Wes Briscoe. Um, so basically, probably half of or three fourths of the eighth of the eighth. Yeah, uh, uh, I interviewed them. Half, half, the, half of the motorcycle club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like I've, I've interviewed all of you, and I, every time I try to throw in, you know, just the just the ace of the eights question. And just across the board, I interviewed D'Lo too. Uh, just across the board, um, it it was like great idea, bad, just materialization. You know, it's like it was just like yeah. we started yeah. off like gangsters, really. I like we had it. a couple. Yeah. The couple of the first few weeks was that was pretty smoking hot. You know what I mean? Like it we were was. doing pretty. So we, we we all had the feeling like, oh wait a minute, man, we might be able to turn this into something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like yeah. a year and a half later, it was just kind of like, a fart church. Yeah, you know, this wasn't the same. So, but whatever, man, we had a good time. That's a, that's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, that's a really that's <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and just as a spectator, you know, personally as a spectator, you know, it was like I, I love, like I love who done it angles. That's one of my favorite parts of wrestling. Like who was the midnight <laughs> rider? You know, who was the greater power? Although that turned out to be a big flop too. Uh, you know, uh, GTV that was a big flop too. But I love the 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 build up. You know, and, and and angles. You know, like who's the third man? It was probably the best one, of course. You know, Hogan. Um, yeah. And I love just who done it. Missed, you know, kind of build up angles like that. And yeah. Aces and Eights to me was like that. It was like you, you know, you had the silhouette interviews. You had the people in the mask every week, and uh, I loved it. I loved the segments backstage. I always wanted to every every single week. I wanted to know like, who is it? Who is it? And I was just kind of trying to dissect people. I think I got D'Lo. I think he was probably one of the only people that I got. I was like, that's a D'Lo mannerism look, you know. Um, but I it was kind of tough to get everybody else, and so I loved it. Shoot. I think well, you got to figure we had a lot of we had a lot of different fellows under those masks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we, had, we had like we had like Sam Shaw under there. 
Yep. For a second, we had we had Eric Young under there for a night or two. Like we just yeah. whoever whoever we can put in there, <laughs> you know. Oh man, yeah, we just, just pulled the people from the back. Know, man, you want to wear this mask? You got a leather vest? Come on, let's go beat up Sting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you're in Cater, you ain't got nothing to do. Put that hood on real quick. Let's uh, let's go. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, brother, I need you. Come on, <laughs> our secret, our secret dressing room here. Right, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's hilarious. It, it seemed like that too. Uh, all right, so uh, next question: Have you watched NWA Power yet? You know, I've just seen some clips of it. Okay. Honestly, what are your thoughts? I, I keep, I keep thinking I'm going to watch it a little bit more mm-hmm. because. Like I said, I'll probably say it ten times in this interview. What an interesting time in professional wrestling. Yeah. Because that's another that's another concept that that I was, you know, whenever I discovered those old studio style wrestling shows, when I was young and I discovered those things, man, that really turned my head around as a kid. Because I thought mm-hmm. it was only WWF. You know what I mean? I didn't know about all yep. that other stuff. So it's yeah. like I start seeing these different products coming out, and like it looks professional. I believe I think that it has translated over time to where it's still, you know, it still looks like it could be big time. Mm-hmm. I just oh man, I love this time in professional wrestling. It's very very cool. I agree. I, I'm a big fan of NWA Power because the thing is, I grew up watching NWA. Uh, like in the, I watched NWA and WWE or WWF at the time, but uh, I was an NWA guy. Like I watched both. I watched both faithfully, but I was hooked to NWA because of the promos. And that's the reason why promos mean so much to me now. And I hold promos at such a high standard because as a little kid in the eighties, that's what hooked me, you know, Anderson, this is the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, Flair's yeah. promos, you know, it just, it, that studio wrestling, it hooked, I mean, those promos hooked me and, you yeah. know, of course, Flair's promos and, you know, Nakita Koloff and, 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 you know, like it is a studio wrestling program. The person that like, the problems are just a little more real because you know that person's there somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yep. Oh man, it's yeah. I remember back in the yeah, day, it. it was tough. To be, uh, it was tough to beat Ric Flair on those live styled, you know, studio <laughs> interviews. Yeah, he was great, yeah. man. And it, you and you bought into the character so much more, like. Flair would, would, in his promo, he would talk about being, you know, a limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, feeling dealing, son of a gun who kissed the girls and made them cry. You know, holding yeah. his big gold and you belt. There was only 300 people in the crowd, so they probably saw him drive up in a limousine. Exactly. You know what? I mean? like, <laughs> you know what? This guy did drive up in a big limousine. Yeah, like, and he was really very attention shoes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, he's actually he's actually true because him and the, him and Tully and Arn and Oli, they actually did come out the limo. So this person's uh, <laughs> this, this is real. <laughs> yeah, living the gimmick, man. Yeah, right, living the gimmick. Uh, let's see, uh, Michael, uh, name your top five wrestlers year two thousand to now. That's a good question. 
Wow, that's so specific. Top five. Top five, huh? I mean, are we going by drawing power or just like friendships or who I think is the most talented? Yeah, I mean, just your personal top five from 2009 to 2000 to now. Okay. Well, geez, please. There's been so many dang good ones. You know, but it's just like there's so many that ain't even still with us, like uh, Benoit and Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were they were incredible. Undertaker, of course. You know, he's the Hall of Fame. You know, run a Mount Rushmore style guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else, man? There's so many good ones. Stone Cold, he kind of changed the game. For sure. You know, especially even for me. You know, as as a young as a young guy. And uh, shoot, I don't know what I want to say. I want to say Shawn Michaels too, bro. That's a good one. Yeah, he meant a lot to me, man. I try to model a lot of my stuff after Shawn Michaels when I was, you know, coming up and I was just first starting to train. Yeah. But then I just kept bigger and bigger and bigger, and they told me that if I bumped like that, they would never let me wrestle on another show and for the rest of my life. So I learned oh, not wow. to bump around too much like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, so that's probably going to be that, man. I think that'll yeah, be that. It's a solid, it's a solid five. All right, so uh, we're going to close with some name association. So I'm going to just throw some names out to you and just give me some short. Oh, uh, I don't have to think. I don't have to think fast, do I? No, no, no. Just give me, you know, <laughs> uh, a few words or a few sentences on uh, your thoughts or experiences with this person. Um, okay. So. Uh, Let's start off with uh let's start off with John Cena. Ooh, you know what? I met John Cena when I was about eighteen years old. And I knew from the first time I ever saw him wrestle, even though it wasn't great, he'd cut a promo and he wrestled this goofy match and I knew he was gonna be a damn superstar. I didn't know to what extent it was gonna be like to this level, but I knew he was gonna he was gonna be one of the ones that made it. Yeah. I love I love that guy. <laughs> Triple H. Man, I wish we would have got along a little bit better. We, we always, you know, we didn't dislike each other. You know, we shook each other's hands and we were pleasant to each other. It's just, I don't know. I feel like we never quite got along as well as we should have. Kelly Kelly. I love Kelly Kelly. She was so innocent and sweet whenever we like whenever we first went up to ECW, you know, she really was eighteen. You know, next thing you know she's getting hit in the face well, you know, by Sandman with a kendo stick or, you know and she got tough and she didn't really know what she was doing at first, but she figured it out, man, and she had a hell of a career and I'm happy for her, man. She did great. Yeah, became champion, yeah. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. I don't know, man. Sick genius? A crazy <laughs> genius? I don't know. You know, he really he walks a, a very fine line, you know? And especially when I was there, it's like he kind of knew he was the only game in town. So it was, you know, it was his, his way or the highway. But mm-hmm. there would not be professional wrestling right now if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. So, you know, give him his, give him his kudos. All the fans like to hate on him and stuff, but... He's uh, he's he's uh. There's a reason he's been around for so long. Yeah. Yes. Certainly. All right. A couple more. Let's do uh. 
to Hulk Hogan. Man, way nicer than he ever had to be to me. You know, like, he's the the Hulkster. You know, he was my hero growing up. I had posters covering all four walls when I was a kid of Hulk Hogan. It was really rather scary if you really sit back and look at it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to meet him. He was always nice to me. You know, invited us out to his restaurant and paid, you know, didn't let us pay for nothing. Like, we worked with him as aces and eights. Like, you want to talk about meeting your heroes? You're not supposed to because, they're, you know, a lot of them are jerks. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. You know, he was He was the man. man. He's Hulk Hogan. He's the best. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Brother. And, and lastly, Dixie Carter. Man, she's such a sweetie, too. You know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that company, there was some stuff that wasn't getting done right. And I don't know if it was on her or if it was on, you know, the team or or whatever. I'm not really a front office type, you know, so I don't know what's going on. But I just feel like there was a lot of, a lot of missteps. You know, in that in that company, and a lot, and some of it was happening when you know she was trying to push to be a star on like on screen television, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Instead of the back, she was like her role was out in the ring now, and she was cutting promos every week. And it's like you know, like giving her a lot of time and stuff. And then a lot of the other stuff kind of fell fell by the wayside. But, you know, I still get a Christmas card from her every year, and, right. you know, you know, it's sweet. Nice. She's, you know, it's just, you know, it's wrestling, man. Some stuff goes good, sometimes it don't. But, yeah, I got no complaints with Dixie Carter. Nice. All right, last one we got from the uh, chat. Uh, we just got one from the chat, and that's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Me and uh, me and Garrett are real close, you know. So we hang out a lot, and that gives me a little bit of a different outlook on on Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we were doing the Aces and Eights, you know, it was kind of his kind of his deal, you know. And it was different for you know for us, and it was new. And he was he had so much fire, and he's you know he's smart man. He knows how to he knows what what draws in wrestling. That's, I was I was actually surprised to hear that he got that he was no longer in control of that SmackDown. That was I was actually hanging out with Garrett when he got that position. <laughs> he, was, he was all he, Garrett was kind of like, "Hey man, did you hear about the old man?" And I was like, "Yeah," but yeah, man, I he has great ideas. He knows how to run them through, and I don't know. I think he was he kind of should have been given a little bit more time in charge over there, if it was you know up to me. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And and it's so funny, man, because I, I, I just, from a, a professional relationship-wise, like Eric Bischoff has been nothing but respectful to me. You know, and it's like, I, I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist among thousands of other wrestling journalists, you know, and, you know, he's prompt with his text messages. You know, we talk on the phone. You know, he's, uh, you know, texting me during, you know, uh, we, he, we've texted several times back and forth, you know, after he got released. And, um, you know, he, he called me a pro. He said, thanks for reaching out. 
you know, he he's he's been nothing always. Like every single conversation, any type of interaction I've had with Derek Bischoff from uh, you know, it's been nothing but respectful. And I appreciate that as a journalist because you got a lot of journalists who um, you know, who desire to have a professional relationship with Eric Bischoff and, you know, can, you know, looking for that interview or, or, you know, didn't have a really, you know, didn't had some relationship, but kind of broke off. I know people have done that too, but it's like, he's been nothing but respectful to me. You know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> the good Lord giving me favor yeah, or something I'll, like I'll that. Say, but I appreciate I'll it. Say the same thing. You hear bad, you know, like sometimes you hear like old, Stories about these old, you know, these older fellows that were in charge back then, and you know, you get kind of worried about it, and you're like, oh man, I wonder if it was really that bad, if it was kind of pumped yeah. up a little bit, because every time I had Eric, uh, you know, within 50 feet of me, you could tell he's just like you were saying, he's a pro. Yep. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And definitely kind of got a bad deal over there. Yeah, sadly, because I wish that he would have had some more time too. I agree with you. So. Mike, yeah. yes, sir. It's been a pleasure, man. I, uh, it's you know, la- last time was uh, lengthy. This time was lengthy. I think that we enjoy talking to each other. I do too. I think we got a little <laughs> something here. We got a, we got, yeah, a, we got a spark. We got a little spark a out here. Not, not to be able to feel that right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, go ahead and plug your uh, go ahead and plug yourself up one more time before we go, man. All right, brother. Yeah. If you if anybody's looking for a place to live, looking to buy or sell, even if you ain't in the Florida area, if you just need to talk about it, man, reach out. Uh, shoot me an email. M dot Hedinga. I'm about to put that in the chat. M dot Hedinga. H e t t i n t a. Right. I-N-G-A at KW.com. Reach out. I'll see what stage you're at. See if you need any help. And uh, we'll have some fun. We'll talk about some wrestling. We'll talk about some homes. And I'll get you where you need to be. Nice. So M, as in Mike, dot Hedinga, H-E-T-T-I-N-G-A, at K, as in Kite, W, as in Win, dot com. Oh, yeah. All right, I just put that in the chat so for everybody to to do that. All right, Mike. Awesome. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Thank you on again. You. Man. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Congratulations so. on all your success, too, my friend. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Have a good night. Awesome. You too. Thanks. Bye, bye. Mike Knox, man, that was awesome. I appreciate uh, him coming back on the show tonight. It was awesome. It's been it's crazy. It's been a year since last. He's been over a year. Thirteen months since the last time he was on the show. That is a surprise. Um, yeah, but it's great to have him on the show again. I've talked to him before. I've talked to him uh, a couple times. It was something I did an exclusive exclusive on. I think late last year, beginning of this year, or something like that. I reached out to him and did an article about something. I forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, it's great to have him back on the show. So uh um looks like there's a good chance that we'll we'll get him back and uh we'll we'll do some more chatting. All right, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh apologize for the delay in the beginning. Uh just getting everything together. 
Um, but we're good to go. We're going to do some percentages again. Going to do some. Pro- I got some good questions for y'all too. Going to do some pro wrestling percentages once again. Um, what are your thought, overall thoughts on Power? I, I like I said before, I love NWA Power. I grew up as a traditional fan. I grew up at traditional wrestling. Um, you know, I love the studio feel. You know, I have to kind of get back to not seeing. It's, it's so funny because I wanted Pyro so long in WWE, and I'm glad that they got Pyro back, um, which I think they should, because their whole niche is to be that big entertainment conglomerate type of feel to them. But it's so funny because I love the exact opposite, the most basic type of setup, wrestling style, you know, you can have. I love that. It's 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 amazing, and um, you know, it, studio wrestling is uh, is back, man. It's back. Michael says uh, NWA is good because it's not overproduced. I totally agree with that, uh, and and it's true. It's not. It's not overproduced. You know, and I, and that's what I love about it. So, absolutely awesome stuff. All right, without without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. As, as a matter of fact, somebody tell me what time it is. Let's let's see let's see what the chat is. Come on, chat. You tell me what time it is. I'll wait for somebody to tell me what time it is. It's time to talk about if <laughs> time to talk about if drives melts. No, it is not. <laughs> it's funny. Oh man, yeah. Cody was uh, on my. Um, well, I played uh, Would You Rather on my Facebook, my personal, uh, uh, my, my Michael's. There you go. It doesn't. It it evaporates and it melts. <laughs> uh, Mike and Cody was on my uh, personal Facebook. Uh, we played Would You Rather, and one one uh, question about writing, uh, or would you rather read, uh, not be able to read and not be able to write. Somehow that turned into rather dry as melt. <laughs> that was the funniest thing, and it was uh, it was hilarious. I actually watched it back, and it was uh, it was funny. It was fun and funny. So, uh, but you're right. Before the wrong answer evaporates, <laughs> Michael. You know, uh, you said news. That's right. Headlines. Here we go. Right, Randy Orton. Uh, man, he's teasing some AEW stuff. He had the uh, it was t- tagging people, saying TikTok, uh, and uh, he he it was a picture that he was a uh, he was locker or near a room or a door to set a lead on it. Um. Yeah, I agree. He's just trolling. I, I agree with that. But here's the funny thing. I don't I don't see him going to AEW either. I don't think this has anything to do with AEW. I don't, I don't think it has. There you go, Lexi. Headlines. Um, this has nothing to do with actually going to AEW, in my opinion. Uh, as far as I remember, he signed a 10-year contract back in 2010. 
So it's up next year. So now it's time to negotiate uh, a renewal. So this was, if anything, this was a public attempt to um, to really uh, improve and boost his equity, boost his stock, to appreciate uh, like a like a nice shiny house to appreciate. And I think that this was genius. I think this was absolute genius for him to do that. Because here's what, what I mean, okay, come on. Is that, what is the WWE going to do? Fire him? And if they fire him, he's got a, quite the lucrative job in AEW. So, which you're 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 dealing with the con money here, and the cons uh, are more expensive than the McMahon. They have a better they have a bigger bank account than the McMahons do. So, here's the deal. What's up, Huddle? <clears throat> So here's the deal. If Orton wants to troll as much as he wants to, that's the funny thing about professional wrestling. And that uh, is what Mike was talking about, that back in the day, Vince, you know, had a uh, 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 Vince McMahon had a uh, mentality of, you know, I'm the only guy in town. Well, that's not the case anymore. You're not the only guy in town. And not only you're not the guy in town, uh, you're you, you're going against someone who's worth about four times more than you are. So, eh, you know what I mean? Like you're going against the cons. I think I think cons around eight billion now. I think Vince is still at two. He might be cl- closer to three, uh, going up to three. Um, but. He's got a lot. <laughs> the con's got a lot more. Uh, Vince is at uh, two point eight. Yeah, two point eight <clears throat> uh, mil- uh, billion. Two point eight billion. Um, and as far as the cons, the cons are at uh, yeah seven point nine. So <clears throat> you're talking about 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 three and a half times um, more. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 yeah, about you know, about two and a half times more. Um, still, you know, that's still quite a bit, quite a bit. So, uh, still quite a bit. Um, Gallows and Anderson are getting seven fifty k per year over five years. Randy would just will get four million plus. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, definitely. Uh, NWA on TNT is promoting AEW like Fox does with SmackDown doing their football game. Yeah, why not? They've got the money. <laughs> you know, you got an eight billion dollar con family that's uh, working that, that has the ability to do that. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a fun it's a fun fun type of thing now. It really is, man. You know, you you the and here's the here's the thing. And uh, I still, I still, the, the jury's still out with AEW for me. I enjoy the weekly programs, um, but I still think AEW's still trying to find an identity uh, right now. Um, so the jury's still out as far as just really who AEW is. Uh, but here's the thing: they've got the money, they've got the talent, they've got the TV, and this is the fun. 
part of wrestling now because the wrestlers have the advantage. And 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 this is probably the one of the best periods of professional wrestling. Now, you know, you you had WWE versus TNA, but TNA didn't have I mean Panda Energy, you know, was worth was worth more than Vince McMahon at the time. Um let's see how much worth Panda Energy uh is worth. I think they're uh three or four billion dollars. Um Let's see uh, what's what's their net worth is. Pan Energy is uh, net worth. Uh, let's see, five billion. Okay, yeah, five billion. So, still, uh, double. How much? Uh, almost double Vince McMahon's uh, network. So, <clears throat> and that was years ago. I mean, there were there were much more than Vince McMahon. Uh, I, I think he just became a billionaire over the past you know few years uh, because of you know digital and, and just just revenue, multiple revenue streams within WWE. They've WWE as a company financially has done fantastic recently. Uh, and it's helped uh, help push that threshold uh, with with Vince McMahon becoming a billionaire. So, but back then, you know, you're talking about 2009, 10, you know, 11. Vince McMahon, he wasn't a billionaire at that point. Um, like for instance, 2009, his net worth was uh, let's see. It's not so. Um, so one point two in two thousand fourteen. Um, yeah. So that's. So it says three. So three point two as of March seven. Now it says two point eight. So fluctuated there. Two point seven. I see as of real. So real time, two point seven. So one for one. So apparently it went down from from uh, earlier this year. But yeah, it, point is it wasn't it wasn't where it is now. You know, ten years ago. So. Pan Energy definitely had the resources. Um, definitely had the resources to to put into TNA. So we'll see. Um, Vince is two hundred million less because of the XFL and projects. Four hundred million over five years. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he did invest. This takes some money out to invest in the XFL. With hopes that it, uh, you know, be lucrative. Um, let's hope it works this time. Like I said, Cardell Jones is my guy, uh, Buckeye. So hopefully that works out. Um, but yeah, but the point is, ten years ago it wasn't this, and so Pan Energy had the resources to really shell in and really put some some good 
investment into TNA, but uh, they didn't. So, uh, <clears throat> but now it's a it's a different animal, man. It's it's a whole different animal. Um, I mean, TNA's for a while still they have some good TV, but um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it is. But right now, you you you've got you've got like Panda Energy wasn't like firsthand into TNA, but you have the cons. They're like, I mean, like, like Tony is the president of AEW. Like he's that much into AEW. Like it's not just Ted Turner. Hey, Eric, I'll just let you do all that. I'll just give you the money that you need. I'll just, you know, write it to a blank check for you to just kind of facilitate all that. You'll be president. You know, I'll just kind of check in with you and see how everything's doing. It's not like that. You know, it's like Tony Khan. I, I, I watched the presser with Tony Khan last week. Uh, it was it was lengthy. It was it was a, it was a while. Um, he was really into it. Answered very crisply. Uh, it, it was it was good, man. You can tell that he. You know, and, and it's been it's been public that. Um, it, it's been public that. Tony Khan's a wrestling fan and it's, it's, it's clear. It's, it's very clear. It's very evident that Tony Khan's a big wrestling fan and he's so interested in being a part of the AEW growth uh, and really the AEW fiber. And I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. You know, and Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon gets much respect all the time for being such a WWE guy, like lives and breathes WWE uh, you know they have the Jaguars and and other projects as well, but you can tell that they're prioritizing AEW pretty high uh, in the pro on the projects on the list of projects, and they've got quite a bit. So I I appreciate that. Um, saying all that, I don't think Randy Orton's going to go because he seems like he's a WWE guy, which and as you know, Orton even might even uh, Orton. Might even get more money in AEW if he went, <clears throat> but you know, loyalty, security, uh, WWE Hall of Fame, and all the bells and whistles that come with it. You've been there for you know 17 years now, and so, uh, why revive your career and you're at a point where you're heading out? <laughs> so, uh, we'll see, we'll see what goes. So let's go back to the uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, so there's reports that, uh, Shane McMahon, um, there's reports that, uh, Shane McMahon is written off. Um, and we'll see, we'll see where it goes, man. Uh, you know, Melcher talked about how, uh, um, uh, the whole thing with, uh, Kevin Owens were, uh, the, the thing is with Kevin Owens, it was legitimately meaning to take Shane McMahon off the grid. And so, because WWE doesn't want to have anything with the authority figures anymore. But here's the funny thing. Shane was actually hired as a, he was hired back as a talent. He wasn't hired back as, you know, a real authority. So he was hired back as an talent. Of course, he's a McMahon. So kind of by proxy, you have that type of authority that comes with you, but he didn't, you know, he wasn't hired um, as a um, 
as an executive at all. So um, we'll see. Again, ask Chris questions. Uh, hashtag ask Chris so I can uh, so I can stick out as far as if you have any questions. Um, but yeah, he hasn't he's been hired back as an executive. I don't know if that's changed since uh, he came back or since within the past couple of years. Uh, but as far as I know, last time I checked was about less than a year ago. Um, he was still hired on as a talent. Um, I know that he has some issues with Hunter. Um, there was basically the one of the big stories out was Shane left and did his projects because, you know, he felt that he was supposed to be the heir apparent um, to get the company. And Vince McMahon was kind of, it was clear that Vince was given the reins was was eventually going to give the reins to Triple H. So there were some issues with that. As far as I know, now this is the things that I've heard um, that I've been informed of. Now you can take this stuff with a grain of salt. Um, the you know like Shane or Triple H or someone in the backstage didn't didn't tell me personally but uh, you know I, I did I did hear about that so we shall see uh, we shall see I, I don't think that uh, I don't even know what he's doing now um, I don't know I mean I, I would bring Shane back as a, I mean I, I would make him an agent uh, what probably the highest paid agent uh, in WWE Um I think that I think everybody needs Shane McMahon. I, I'm a I'm a Shane McMahon guy, big Shane McMahon guy, and um, I liked him back. I liked him back as a babyface. I, I you know was a big Shane fan doing his babyface run. Didn't really dig the heel run too much, but he did get Roman Reigns over as a babyface. So if there's anything that we can that we can grab and we can get from Shane McMahon as a heel. He made. I mean, he he put over Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens as a as a babyface, and I, you know the thing is, you know Kevin Owens was a babyface in ROH. Um, you know he was with Scum and he was feuding with them and things like that, and he, he makes a good babyface. But Kevin Owens is a natural heel. You know he he's he's known to be a heel, um, but but Shane McMahon made him a top babyface. He was super over. Uh, same thing with Roman Reigns was getting cheered, was getting heavily cheered, and uh, people just kind of turned the corner on Roman Reigns uh, as far as just cheering him, you know. Um, and he doesn't even get Roman Reigns doesn't even get heavily booed anymore. Like it just seems like that's stuck. I mean, of course he gets boos, you know, here and there, but just overall, Roman Reigns' fan reaction is nothing compared to what it was, you know, and so. Because then here's the thing, he was actually getting booed again by WrestleMania uh, because I was there, and uh, you know I'm a big fan of Roman Reigns, but and Drew McIntyre is a tried and true, really, really, really good heel, um, but people were booing Roman Reigns. I mean, for no apparent reason. I mean, he wasn't being pushed down our throats. He wasn't being heavily uh, pushed. He, he, he wasn't being shoved down on the throats. He wasn't being heavily pushed. He wasn't in a championship angle. But, you know, fans still wanted to do that because, to put themselves over. But nowadays, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, we respect the guy. We've uh, we've came around. So, 
That's how it is. Michael Zazen asks, Chris, how do you think Fox will react when ratings for SmackDown hit 2.2 to 2.3 uh, and 18 to 49? Demo only gets uh, 0.5. Um, I think that they will probably want more talent. I think that probably the split would uh, end, which I don't like at all. I mean, it's a five-year deal. They get $205 million a year. So uh, they're not going to buy out or anything like that. They may uh, they may switch it over to F- FS1. You know, they're doing a one-time thing this weekend because of the World Series, but that would be something that could happen that possibly could happen like hey you know you're not we're going to give you a different time slot a different we're going to put you in fs1 because the numbers that you're getting we can we can you know insert another show you know on friday nights and could get much better numbers than that we're going to put you in fs1 i can see that um happening if if they get low 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 numbers I can see, like I said, I can see two things. The split ending, which I hope it doesn't. I don't want the split. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They they can't move the FS1. WWE has that in the contract. Uh, well, they did this week because the World Series, though, although they may, you know, I'm sure that was probably talked about in the beginning. If, they, if they're locked in, if they're locked in, with Fox, I mean, here's the thing: at the end of the at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, WWE wants to get re-signed by Fox. That's the bottom line. Uh, no matter if they can't if they can't move into FS1, um, you know, they if they if they can't move with the FX or whatever FS2 or whatever they if they can't move it into any of their other channels, they're going to look at those numbers and say, look, we don't, it's been, it's been fun. It's been real, uh, but we don't want you anymore. <laughs> so your five years are up and uh, go back to USA. So um, that could be the case. And so that's the reason why WWE with all that money that they're getting, they want, I mean, that's, I mean, they're making, they're making SmackDown the A show. I mean, like, like really they're making, SmackDown, the A show now. Lesnar's there, Bray's there, Roman's there, Big Pryro, Big Phil. You know they've they're clearly making. I mean, Cole's there, Corey's there. It's just a two man commentate uh, commentary now, which is surprising. Uh, Byron Stackson still still um, still uh, considered an active employee. Try to try to pull on some sources to see what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, two man commentary team. So they're really, really serious about this Fox thing. They don't want to lose that money on the, they don't, they want to renew, they want to re up. And if the, in order for them to re up, those execs are going to be like, okay, <laughs> you, you did this, you know, first week, second week, now you're in the two ones, two twos around, you know, around the same, same they get it with USA. They're like, eh, nah. I think we can bring this show in and you know and get a little bit more ratings. So, um, it would be tough, man. It, that's the like I said, that's the reason why WWE is really, really serious about making this something, bringing Pyro back, you know, and uh, 
bringing Lesnar over to SmackDown, that's a big deal, man. A uh, huge deal. So we'll see how it goes. I think uh, I think WWE's in the right direction with the emphasis of their shows. I do appreciate that. Now, just the overall writing again is just it's just suspect. Um, it's really same old same old. It has the same old same old feel to it. I really like the the launch feel of Fox. Uh, but it really has the same old, same old feel to it. And I, you know, it's so funny because I'm like, you know what? Do we hold AEW to a, the same standard? Now, you know, don't count New Japan. You know, they're having U.S. expansion. They're having a tour and everything coming up. But they're they're in Japan. They're not a they're not a USA competitive brand. Um, you know, New Japan is his own entity. Although it is having a lot of strides and making a lot of noise, and as far as the U.S. presence has been for the past couple of years, so New Japan can't compare them. Can't compare Impact, Access TV, great stuff. Going to be Tuesday nights. Big fan of that. Um, Lots of promise with with Impact. Um, I was talking to some exec to some execs during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I did a presser with uh, Tessa Blanchard and uh, uh, Jake Chris and um, Don Callis. And uh, so I was asking them questions. And I was talking to to some execs, too. And so there's a lot of promise with Impact Wrestling, and I appreciate that. Um. But they're still never going to be comparable to WWE. I mean, that's quite evident. That's just not going to happen. Uh, MLW, again, you know, I've had Court Bauer on the show. Um, lots of promise as far, but MLW is this, MLW and ROH to me are one and the same in a sense. ROH has, still has a still has a bigger feel to it overall. Um, but MOW is kind of its own entity and it's, and it's, and it's cool with like, you know what? We're not trying to do, we're not trying to compete against, uh, WWE or really anybody, you know, (laughs) matter of fact, we'll work with them. You know, we'll have Shivani on MOW and AEW. Uh, we'll have MJF. You know, MJF is on both uh, MLW and AEW. So they're not really competitive with like AEW or anything like that, which is smart, very smart, if you ask me. Um, I like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, ROH is definitely not. I love ROH. Uh, you know, I'm an ROH faithful. My favorite wrestler. Jay Lethal, he's still an ROH guy, so I'll, I'm loyal to ROH. <laughs> um, but again, ROH is not—they're not in the business to be the next WWE or, or outdraw WWE. So AEW is really the only entity that has that, that has the resources and has that ability to outdraw WWE. Um, so it made WWE lazy for a long time. You t- you could tell it made them lazy. 
you know, and I think who was it that I was talking to that was um I was interviewing. Oh, I was who was I just interviewing that was just talking about that. He was saying backstage, um Vince McMahon and Triple H, they don't care. I mean they, they, they laugh at that stuff. Like they laugh at like uh people saying that I won't watch WWE anymore. They laugh at uh, just all the criticisms and things like that because it doesn't. I mean, it phases them. Complain all you want, but I'll bet you're watching Raw next week. So it didn't give them an incentive to 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 compete. Now they have an incentive to compete with AEW. Especially since AEW is blowing NXT out the water in numbers. Now, granted, NXT is WWE's third brand as opposed to AEW. That would be the same thing as like comparing AEW Dark, you know, to NXT. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Although I like NXT, uh, you know, I love the NXT Dynamite kind of. It's not really a few they. Can, I keep saying, you know, like, you know, uh, Papa Khan, <laughs> uh, he, he, you know, he talks about it's not a feud and things like that. It's, it's hard to buy that when Cody's, you know, uh, destroying, you know, Triple H's throne, um, you know, Dusty Rhodes is, uh, you know, he had having promos of, of how um, he was held back and, you know, wanted to kind of revive himself. Chris Jericho basically shooting live about WWE, talking about the "We the People," uh, "We the People" uh, gimmick. So it's uh, you know, say it or admit it or not, it's a feud. You know, it's a feud. Uh, I'm sure that each other are looking at each other's numbers. There's even talk of uh, NXT going out of full sale. So I mean, it's come on now. You you can't you can't fake it and pretend it is no feud. If a if if WWE is talking about getting out of full sale by 2020, it's clear that there's some competition there. So that you know we can't sit there and pretend that that's not that that doesn't exist. So um, next, uh, let's go to a trivia question here. What year uh, did Kurt Hennig debut in WWE as Mister Perfect? What year did Kurt Hennig debut in WWE as Mr. Perfect? Uh, but we'll see what's up with Shane. Uh, you know, I can see him come back in some capacity. Um, you know, does he manage? Um, you know, that would be interesting. Good job, Michael. 1988. Uh, <laughs> Michael said Hunter's butt hurt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can, you know, of course, Hunter's looking at those numbers. I mean, come on, you can, we can't fake and pretend that that doesn't exist. That would be ridiculous uh, and delusional uh, if someone would say that there's no type of competition there, uh, in so much that WWE is looking to get out of full sale. Uh, so yeah, my, my, first of all, making full sale live, making it, you know, a, a live show. And then saying, you know what, let's just get out of full sale because, you know, uh, AEW's packing out five, six, seven, eight thousand, you know, seat venues. So 
Meanwhile, there's 400 people at Full Sail, you know, chanting NXT, and you know, you you got the NXT faithfuls, which probably 80% of them are the same people, you know, just coming week after week after week because they love NXT so much. So, you know, it, it, I, and I've had conversations about this. I like, um, I like the full self feel uh, because I do think it's it's a hybrid between the glitz and glamour of uh, WWE and studio wrestling. Uh, I like the I, I like it. I don't think you know they they NXT has never been a money maker. You know, as a matter of fact, it's lost money. So, you know, getting to the point. I mean, I know that you're in the USA now and, and things like that. So there's deals and things like that uh, that. Uh, give you the, the finances to, to go and travel and things like that. But I like the full self feel, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, it's one of those things like why spend more money and get out of full sale in 2020 as if that's going to, uh, uh, as if that's going to do anything as far as just your comparison to AEW. Now I can see now if it's a matter of, USA not being happy with the numbers they're getting and WWE thinking that going out of full sale would draw more ratings, which again, I don't see that happening. I I just don't see, uh, I I don't see going out of full sale causing more people to watch the show on the network. That to me, that, that just doesn't make any sense. But, um, it just seems like they're trying to do anything at this point to try to get those numbers up. So uh, Michael says NXT uh, needs venues 1500 to 3,500 for a better production feel on a major network. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can see with the, um, I can see with that. I can see with uh, um, the network thing. Huddle says NXT can make more money by traveling. No. See, you have to think about production costs. You have to think about um, venue rentals, um, all the lighting that you have to transport. That's the reason why, first of all, that's the reason why WWE stopped doing pyro. And that's the reason why they had the same lousy looking set, you know, for Raw and SmackDown. And so um, they were cutting back on production costs too, you know, because that was just money they just couldn't really afford at the time. So um, NXT going traveling from place to place doesn't really that's not a guarantee because they were doing that they were doing live events they still do they do live events uh, but they do it in smaller venues though because um, because they're not going to buy big venues they're not going to they're not going to do big venues live events at big venues because they're not money makers so we'll see we'll see where it goes man we'll see where it goes we'll see where Shane goes. Hopefully he comes back soon. Um, all this physicals and blood testing requirement in most states and bond. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, insurance and things like that. That's the reason why I got to consider himself sports entertainment, licensing, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, you know, that you have to go through that and do, and do that. So that's, that's a good point, Michael. Uh, but yeah, about Shane real quick. Um, I can see him back before Mania in some capacity, um, maybe to interrupt Owens and bring somebody with him at that time. I think that would be pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I mean, 
he's not a SmackDown guy anymore. So it'd be interesting if they bring him over to Raw and Owens uh, and, and Shane brings somebody. What do y'all think about Shane McMahon managing AOP? What do y'all think about that? Uh, I actually had a picture of Zelina Vega. Um, uh, Zelina Vega, Andrade. Um, who else? Zelina Vega, Andrade, and AOP and uh, uh, and AOP and Jinder Mahal. I had a uh, I had a picture of them being a uh, a faction, which I'm still pushing for. I think I think you bring something. Um, I think you give something to Jinder Mahal. I mean, he's just been 24-7 championship. He just fell, plummeted. I mean, he had one of the biggest nose dives from the main event in the past 10 years easily. Um, you got to give something something to Jinder. Uh, to and I think if he was like the main event style guy, Andrade was the middle guy, uh, ALP was the tag team, and Zelina Vega was the manager, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, uh, Michael says not a fan of Shane with ALP. I think that possibly could work. The dynamic is a bit off. So uh, trying to figure out where to put. Uh, Huddle says Shane replaced Bruce's executive director. <laughs> no, because you know Shane will bump heads with Vince. Vince wants that yes man. And, uh, you know, from, from what I've heard, what a lot of people were saying, Bruce is the yes man. So, um Bruce is perfect for that ED row. Lexi's asking, um, what do I think of the potential Kofi heel turn storyline that is being heavily uh, circulated? Uh, I, nah. For what? Again, again, for what? Kofi becomes heel. He becomes booed. What is that going to make him win matches? Okay, he wins a stack of matches. Then what? Brock Lesnar's the world champion now. Shinsuke Nakamura's Intercontinental Champion. So both of your big singles champions are heels at this point. So why? What? Xavier's gone. What are we going to see? A biggie baby faced against a Kofi heel um, feud for no title? What what is that even? So what? You know, like why? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think New Day's time is over. I mean, Big E was gone. You know, he was injured for for six months. Um, so I, you know, well, he was not six months. He's, he's in, how long was he gone? He's gone for about uh, about two or three months, right? Um, how long was he gone? He was uh, gone for uh, He was out for So he had a torn meniscus Um, Yeah So he missed time for torn meniscus and so he required surgery. 
So as far as competing wise, he wasn't competing from he was out of in ring competition. Um from uh okay, here we go. So January, January uh, left in April. So he's gone for two months. Um, New Day, the the match against Drew McIntyre in the bar. Um, And he came back in uh, June. That's uh, on SmackDown. Beat uh, Ziggler, Owens, and Zane. So he was out for, for two months. But yeah, I mean, you know, he, uh, with even with uh, Daver's injury, though, like he, like he doesn't need to compete, though. You know, he can be the manager playing the. I mean, I, I know he's going to have therapy and things like that, but um, he can come back, you know, months before he's clear to go, you know, and just be a manager. But you know, there's no point. There, there's no point of. I'm doing that for Kofi Kingston. Uh, make him heal, okay. So what? You know, um, he's not going to be a top heel. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, Lawler and Rusev. Um, really interesting. Uh, Fox executive uh, uh, tweeted and deleted. Uh, he got upset for the what chance, which I, I agree. I think that was stupid. Um, I think that was very stupid. That's, uh, they were chanting what uh, during a daggone Jerry Lawler um, my, uh, Jerry Lawler um, interview with uh, Rusev. That was just crazy to me. Absolutely crazy to me. Um, why would why no? And the thing is, I'm an Ohioan. I, I'm an Ohioan. I um uh, was not a I was not happy with the what chance in Cleveland. I'm like Cleveland, not anybody? Doesn't make sense at all. That was just stupid. Fox was like, you know what? Keep you know those those what chants are, are no good. And I agree with them. I, I'm so done with the what chance. It's just stupid. And it was just a terrible way to insert them. Like Jerry Lawler and, and Rusev, I'm glad he took up for him. He's a Hall of Famer. I agree. You know, why are you wetting Jerry Lawler? Like what did what did he do to, to, to earn a what, you know, a, a list of what chance? He's just doing his job introducing Rusev. And for some reason that elicited a what chant. Just absolutely stupid. So yeah. Kudos to the Fox F. He, he deleted the tweet, but <laughs> I agree with him. Uh, Lexi's asking, have you noticed the barrage of at-home pick posts by WWE talent? Do you think that this is a gimmick to help sway future talent to sign by relaying they have ample downtime? <laughs> I think that that is a Lexi, uh, a Lexi thought, a Lexi uh, uh, invention. I think it's a really good angle. I think it's a cool angle. I don't think WWE has thought that much into it, though. I think that's very clever to do that. Um, Very clever to do that. 
but I I don't think WWE has thought too much about that. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't think they've thought so much in, into that to do that. I just think that they uh, <laughs> just people just uh, I think the talent are just uh, at home <laughs> they can't get off their phones. Uh, yeah, exactly, Michael. Lexi, you're hired. Yeah, that was very, very, very clever thought there. All right, uh, Raw and SmackDown grades. What do you have? Raw and SmackDown grades. SmackDown last week and Raw this week. Uh, next trivia question here. What was the main event of King of the Ring 93? What was the main event of King of the Ring 93? By the way, my boy Evan Tech Proud, keep him in uh, prayers. He's having some family um uh some family things going on right now um someone's uh, hospitalized uh part of his family so uh keep keep him in prayer uh and his family in prayer uh raw a plus because of street profits i love street profits i love private party as well um i'm a big you know it's like those two are two of my favorites i love Street Profits and Private Party. Uh, Bulldog and Brett was said, and you are correct. I keep dropping this. I keep dropping the, the card. Yes, Bret Hart against Bam Bam. Uh, Michael Raw C, Lexi SmackDown D, Raw D minus. Ooh, you see, you're. I usually get. I'm usually the one that gets criticized for. Uh, for being so uh, critical and uh, having a high bar. I'm glad that the, that heat is not on me right now, although I uh, <laughs> I agree that those I agree that they are very low in grades. Um, yeah. C minus. Um, Strowman and Gulak, Reigns and Bryan against Shinsuke and Corbin. That was okay. Yeah, C minus for SmackDown. Uh, I just don't understand why you would see. The thing is, I'm not a big fan of having one full match and then somehow give some interference and then build that into another full match on the end of the card. You got so many people that should be showcased, and you're showcasing the same two people, which is Roman Reigns and Shinsuke, for two segments, for for two full matches, one singles, one tag team. I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, I think Raw was worse. Good to see Drew back. Seth against Carrillo, I get it. Uh, It was a good way to showcase him. I was a big big fan of Street Profits. That's probably the only thing that really took me to being excited about Raw, that was the best thing of Raw. Um, good that they. I'm glad they booked. You know, I'm glad they made the uh, the the. I made it, they made it a deal that they they made it a thing that this is their first main event on Raw, and they actually won. So, and that was that was pretty cool. All right, so let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. I got some percentages for y'all to talk about for the next 15 minutes. So let's do this. Flavor of the week. Let's let's go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. 
Michael believes that Seth can be the main guy as the face needs to go heel. I think he, yeah, I agree. I don't even think he can be the main guy as a heel, really. Um, the only thing about this is I, I don't want Bray to be cheered. I mean, that just messes up his whole gimmick. You can't act. See, a lot of fans don't understand this. You hurt the heels when you cheer the heels. If Bray is going out there doing what he's told, being the most dark, you know, mysterious, fearful, you know, uh, petrifying character that he possibly can, and that's what his character is supposed to be, if the fans actually cheer him, there's, he's not happy because he's supposed to be a heel. That's why he's supposed to be. Uh, that's how he's supposed to be booked. Um, so, and I agree, Cody. That's that's not the point, though. Cody says Bray gets cheered because he's interesting, and everything else in WWE is, is dull as mud. See, I know that. I know that's why he gets cheered. But at the same time, people fans need to realize that you hurt heels when you cheer for them. There's been many wrestlers who have said the same thing. Jericho's talked about this. JBL's talked about this. They've even got to the point where they didn't even want to sell merchandise, you know, and and you just have to be – you have to stay true to being a heel because if the if the fans cheer you, if you're supposed to work as a team with the person that you have a feud with, if they cheer you, one, um, you're not doing your job correctly as a heel – at the fans' expense, uh, because of the fans, basically. And two, you're hurting the babyface because the heels are supposed to gain all this heat and eventually put, put the babyfaces over. But if you're the one getting the cheers and the feud, it hurts the babyface because the babyface isn't getting cheered. Um, yeah, if this was 1984 and Bray as a heel got cheered, he would get fired. Good point. Very good point. Um, my boy Bobby Fulton has uh, talked about that. Like, man, just no. Like, you, you would get fired. You got to be a heel. Uh, Lexi's asking, have you noticed that AW is pushing their upper brass talent as opposed to newer talent with regards to title reigns? Do you have a theory on their rest now behind a lack of storylines? Well, I think it's a lack of storylines because I think it's just the wins and losses matter. Um uh, it's very athletic. It's very competitive. Like that's kind of where they're wanting to land right now. And I don't think it's really a, a good path to go. I think at the end of the day, the fans still want to see that comic book come to life. That's what pro wrestling is. People know that it's not real. You know, the, the, the physicality is real. You risk your body every time, but it is choreographed. It is staged. The finishes are predetermined. We're supposed to suspend disbelief. Characters, larger-than-life characters, riveting storylines, it makes you suspend disbelief. You know that the movie was directed. You know that it was produced. You know that the director and the producer of the movie knows exactly what the movie is going to turn out to be. The people who are sitting in the theater seats are supposed to be intrigued. Because they don't know what's going on. The producer, the director, the writers, they know what's going on. But certainly not the audience. That's how wrestling should be. And, like, if I'm, listen, if I'm at a movie theater and I'm not 
intrigued of the plot and the story and the characters. First of all, uh, I, I'm not going to be interested. I may even walk out, and I'm going to tell everybody that it stinks. So you have to understand how important that is to make bad guys be bad guys, good guys be good guys. Um, but as far as AEW is concerned, uh, I think I think that um, I can see them putting the titles on the on the, the more uh, established talent to eventually make them. Like for instance, Jericho has the belt right now, and he's undefeated because he's becoming that heel, you know, which is good. Um, he's becoming that heel to eventually put somebody over. Um, I'm a big fan of Adam Page. Uh, I think that he eventually should have that moment. Um, you know, uh, Cody, I, I get it. You know, you're building. I, I understand Cody versus Jericho is a, is a marquee feel to it. it. Has a big big feel to it. I'm cool with that. Um. But still, uh, Cody says AEW's slowly losing me with lack of promos and development, still waiting on to know anything about Riho. I agree. I agree. I just, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not buying yet. I'm not I'm not sold yet. Babyface needs to always chase the heel. Yep. Agreed. Um, so I, I need more from AEW when it comes to storylines, when it comes to character development. Um what I know what I know about Darby Allen is that he comes out on on a skateboard and he's um just a skateboard it's an eccentric skateboarding guy like Jimmy Havoc is a hardcore zombie freak like like what am I supposed like what am I supposed to know about these guys like I I, I know them you know I, I actually met and talked to Jimmy Havoc uh, at an MLW event Nice guy, you know what I mean. But I don't know, like, like to the fans, who are you? You know, like who, who are you, Darby Allen? Who are you, Jimmy Havoc? I don't know who you are. You're just the goth guy. Why am I supposed to be there? I mean, I can see a goth guy on the street, you know, down the street riding a skateboard. Why am I supposed to be invested in you? Who are you for me to be invested in you? I, I can't. You can't automatically. Think that I'm going to be invested in you because you come out riding a skateboard. So those are things that needs to be fine tuned when it comes to AEW. Uh, Lexi's asking, "What are your thoughts on the uh, the waning interest to the public on John Moxley? Do you think a theory on why they are not pushing Sean Spears?" Again, fantastic question. Um. Now, Moxie's with New Japan, so I, you know, I'm wondering. Well, he's with AEW, but he's still competing in New Japan. I'm wondering if AEW's kind of holding off on Moxie as like a mega star because he still has the ability to go to New Japan, um, and not a lot of people. I mean, Jericho can do it because he, he's Jericho, but not a lot of people have that ability to. You know, he was just in G1. So, as far as Sean Spears is concerned, um, I don't know. I just it just uh, it, it seems as if um, he's still one of those those mid card guys. Um, 
that they're, they, 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 they use the allure of him coming from WWE, and now that allure is kind of faded out, and you can tell with his booking, too. Um, Tammy says, I think AEW is also depending on their YouTube BTE shows too much. They're corny, so I never watch them. Yeah, I haven't followed BTE, and, and I mean, I'll probably watch the show a year or so ago. I haven't really followed. I haven't followed it at all, really. Um, so we'll see. All right, so let's go. Let's get to the percentages. So I got some some questions for you all, and you're going to give me the percentages. Here we go. All right, first percentage. The percentage that Cena will compete at WrestleMania. 36. The sentence that John Cena will compete at WrestleMania 36. Cody says zero percent. 95 is almost the exact opposite. 95% Michael, 1% Huddle. Angle could be the swan song beers as a linky DDP rehab stem for Jeff. Huh, interesting. I don't know if they'll play that out, but again, uh, Alexi thought. <laughs> I think that that would uh, make a lot of sense, but uh, uh, be in actuality. So, um, yeah. That is ready to go different. Uh, all right, next one. A couple more for you. Actually, uh, we'll, do, we'll do one more. All right. Jinder Mahal will be WWE champion again. Yeah, definitely. My match will have on Twitter. Yeah, it might be zero. That's a good point, Jinder Mahal will be 
WWE champion. Zero percent, Tammy. Zero percent, Huddle. Oh, uh, looks like that's consensus. Okay, Michael says forty percent. I, I can lean more toward that. I say about thirty percent. I, I, I can I can see another Cinder Mahal thought like, hey, let's just push him again. But uh, Cody says zero. So a lot of people so so this might be one and done for Tinder like it is for a couple people. It to be a part of the one and done. One and done crowd like JBL was. Like this 10 to 15 percent depending on the WWE Institute and the NBA. And that's a good point. Very good. Yeah. But uh, recent, uh, a recent uh, interview, Jinder Mahal said he's got about two months left before he comes back. And he said he wanted to be on the NXT. This is like a week. Uh, this is like the weekend before the draft. And he said he actually wanted, if he had a pick, he'd be on SmackDown. But he said he has, he has the goal. His goal is to headline a takeover. So, uh, <laughs> the tag team center is open call one and nine. Add JBL here as the, uh, the manager. Um, yeah, so he wants, he wants the main event at takeover. So, I think that's pretty cool. But he got drafted to the so he got, he got none of them. He got none of them. We'll have more percentage parts from the game. Uh, for those who are uh, top tier, uh, give me some. Uh, if you like, it's up to you. You have first tips and questions. I have some questions to talk about. But, uh, you know, uh, those who are top tier for the Patreon, you guys can give me some questions. You will get credit for too. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. 395 episodes in the book. Five more episodes before we get to 400 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to Mike Knox for being on the show tonight. It's been fun. This has been a fantastic show. I've really had fun just killing the show. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to land the plane. On behalf of uh, all of you, Knox, 395 episodes in the books. Until next week, yeah, hit that thumbs up as well. God bless you all. Enjoy your week of rest. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody.